Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. You may tend to rely on and get involved in worldly things, but do you know where you belong? Today, Pastor J.D. will teach you how to live a God-pleasing life. Your ultimate goal is to spend eternity with Him. Instead of giving in to the desires of your flesh, you can choose to seek God and walk on the right path. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 3rd, 2023. How do you cover something that hasn't started yet? And then, once you do, how do you navigate a massive website? And I mean, their website is massive. I spent, I don't know, I don't want to even tell you. I don't want to tell myself how many hours or remind myself. I'm, I'm going through this thing going. But it was so frustrating because they hadn't started the thing yet, so I didn't have any quotes. So I had to wait. So I took this screenshot on Wednesday with the countdown. This is how long I had to wait. And you know how I love to wait, you know, so patient. So since then, it started Thursday. I took this screenshot this morning. I noticed delivering history. Oh, let me go back to that other one real quick. Waiting on the world to change. <laughs> what? You're waiting on the world to change? Okay. What are you going to change? Everything. What's the change going to involve? Everything. What do you mean by everything? Oh, you'll own nothing and be happy. Let's keep moving before my blood pressure goes up again. Uh, you'll notice that the event can be live streamed, which that's a problem unto itself. That, that means all day, and the time zone difference, what are you going to do? Stay up all night, watch this thing, take notes. So it's going to go through next Tuesday. So again, I just have to wait, and so do you. <laughs> um, Lord willing, I hope to have more time between now and next Sunday. And as always, I cover your prayers specifically concerning the following, which is what I'm going to really be looking for and searching out. Number one, specific references or quotes about all the nations signing a seven-year climate peace and security agreement. Are you kidding me? Number two, specific references or quotes about this global stock take to bring a seven-year transition and strengthen the agreement of the 2015 Paris Accords. Still hang on to that Ikbir confirming a covenant. Hang on to that. One more I want to add to it. Number three, I'm going to be looking for this. Specific references or quotes about Israel's delegates 
and any connection to a seven-year agreement between the UK and Israel that was signed back in March of this year. We talked about that. Did you know about this? So here's where I'm going with this. This ikbir, a confirming of a covenant with many, I'm just going to suggest this as being a plausible scenario. But there are many agreements already on the table. Could it be that this COP28 will be the culmination of many agreements, just hear me out, that are all brought together under one seven-year umbrella? Did you catch that? The UK and Israel signed a seven-year agreement in March of this year. The Paris Climate Agreement, signed seven years ago, is, gonna, is back on the table to be strengthened in 2023 for the final seven years to 2030. In other words, are they going to bring all of these agreements and make them stronger, bigger, better by bringing them all together? Number four, I better just, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to be looking for specific references or quotes about this Pope, this Pope. Are we surprised the first Pope to attend a COP and it's this Pope? <laughs> but here's what's really stunning. They refer to him as, quote, the prophet. <laughs> Number five, I have seven, because seven is not six not eight. I'm going to be looking for specific references or quotes about the biblical calendar concerning trumpets on December 12th, according to Leviticus 23. I've actually heard about this. I've been unable heretofore to vet the authenticity of this. Number six, and this is huge, specific references or quotes about King Charles implementing 10 land and 10 sea mandates each year for a total of 70. And then lastly, number seven, specific references or quotes about King Charles being the head of SMI and the trillions of dollars this fund is reported to have. As for the generic information that I was able to find, I, I just want to share quickly, briefly. Here's one from this UN website, which had a schedule. I thought, all right, I got something. It's a schedule, what they term key events. So I thought, okay, this is it. So I gave you a screenshot, but listen to just three of these key events of particular interest. And they're all three on Sundays. One of them is today, Sunday, December 3rd. They're during my prophecy updates. What's up with that? So today, Sunday, December 3rd, European Regional Dialogue, accelerating, strengthening action on climate and health. Oh, where is this uh, particular uh, session going to be held? Oh, the WHO Health Pavilion? WHO? Yeah, the WHO. <laughs> not, the, not the group. The World Health Organization Health Pavilion. You know how they've been very insidiously and sinisterly, is that a word? Merging climate and health together. That's how you're going to get social credit scores and carbon credit scores, by the way. 
Then Sunday, December 10th, next Sunday, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Pray for me, please. There's going to be a high level panel on peace, security, and health. And it's going to be held on thematic day seven on peace, security, and health. (laughs) Also next Sunday during my update, December 10th, water for peace and security. These are the titles of the sessions that they have scheduled on their calendar. So I keep looking. I find this one, UN Climate Change website. So it has an overview of the schedule at COP28, and it even allows you to download a PDF file. Man, I thought I struck gold. I downloaded the PDF file. Please, Lord, don't let there be a virus in this thing. I downloaded it, pictured here. Don't bother. I was very disappointed. It is curiously cryptic and suspiciously generic, for lack of a better phrase to use. It has no real specifics and just states very generically, quote, this overview schedule aims at helping participants to prepare for the sessions. Information on a few ministerial and other high-level events which status is TBC, will be provided soon. I checked again this morning. They haven't provided anything yet. This is the fourth day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Information on, this is an interesting word, mandated, still quoting, mandated, mandated. They're mandating the events, which are probably about mandating. It will be found in due time on the session pages. Please also consult the UNFCCC calendar for detailed information, including start and end times of events. And you better, because it's mandated. Once the sessions have started, please consult the daily program for detailed information, including on negotiating meetings. I couldn't find anything. Of course, maybe it's only for those in attendance. So I kept looking. I found this website from the UNDP bearing the title of COP28, Course Correction for Climate. The only reason I mention is because of the following quote under the heading of what's on the agenda at COP28, which states, and again I quote, with a series of meetings and events, COP28 brings together government representatives, scientists, international organizations, businesses, indigenous peoples, local communities, youth, media, civil society, and influential figures such as Pope Francis, ah, Shamah al-Mazrui, and King Charles III. All right. COP28 will mark, listen, the conclusion of the first ever global stock take GST, a five yearly exercise designed to assess progress on climate action. The outcomes will guide countries, better said dictate to countries, as they prepare their revised NDCs, which are due, watch this one, in 2025, the three and a half year mark and will outline how they intend to take stronger climate action. Now is a moment of course correction. Lastly, I found this Sky News video of King Charles delivering his address at the opening ceremony. Very brief, but chilling. That's an understatement. 
It was posted on Thursday, November 30th. I got this right before the Bible study Thursday night. Let me just share a couple of quotes from the transcript. This is what he had to say, quote, I pray with all my heart. Aww. What are you praying with all your heart for? That COP28 will be another critical turning point towards genuine transformational action at a time when already, as scientists have been warning for so long, we are seeing alarming tipping points being reached. I've spent a large portion of my life trying to warn of the existential threats facing us over global warming, over climate change, and biodiversity loss, emphasis added. I've tried to say on many occasions, unless we rapidly repair and restore, and I want you to listen very carefully to this, nature's unique economy based on harmony and balance. Can you say Georgia Guidestones? He's going to say it again. Which is our ultimate sustainer. That's your sustainer? Our own economy and survivability will be imperiled. Records are now being broken so often that we are perhaps becoming immune to what they are really telling us. Our choice now is starker and darker. And I thought I was doom and gloom. We are all connected, not only as human beings, but with all living things. And all that sustains life is part of this grand and sacred system. Harmony with nature must be maintained. And these were his closing remarks to which he exited the stage to a standing ovation. Listen, quote, The earth does not belong to us. We belong to the earth. Worship the creation, not the creator. Romans 1, I could go on, I won't. That was the opening ceremony remarks. You belong to the earth? Actually, yes, you do. My citizenship is in heaven. I don't belong here. This world, this earth is not my home. I'm in it, but not of it. And I certainly don't belong to it. I'm trying to feel better, but it's not working. So let's just end. May I humbly ask three questions before we bring it to a close, and end with the gospel and the ABCs of salvation. Three questions. Number one, is what I just shared with you exciting to you or terrifying for you? Two, if it's exciting to you, will it have the effect of bringing you closer to Jesus? And three, if it's terrifying for you, will it have the effect of bringing you to a saving knowledge of Jesus? Because that's the whole point here, is to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus. That's the grid now, that's the filter, that's the template that I use with all of my prophecy updates. How is what I'm going to share today going to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus? Well, if I could be so blunt, if I don't know Jesus and have not come to a saving knowledge of Jesus, this gets me there. <laughs> I'm like, as my soul beautifully shared, if this is the end, I'm in trouble. That was 
It is the end. And if you don't know Jesus, you're in big trouble. And that's why we end with the gospel, because you can get out of trouble, <laughs> and you can get out of this world, and not be left behind in this world. Because Jesus is coming to take us out and rapture us out of this world before literally all hell breaks loose. And I, you'll forgive me, but I'll say it again. <laughs> I'd rather scare you into heaven than flatter you into hell. And if this scares the heaven into you, then boom! <laughs> I will never do that again. What's the gospel? Good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free. Good news. That's what the word gospel means. What are the ABCs of salvation? Just a way. They're not the way, not a formula. Please don't make it a formula. Insert tab A, slot B, get C. It's just a simple childlike way to share Jesus with somebody who needs Jesus. You never know. Because they, they're asking questions. There, a lot of stuff's happening. It seems to me like it might be the end of the world. It is. Well, I'm in big trouble. Well, let's do something about it right now. The first thing is that you've got to acknowledge or admit that you're a sinner. Otherwise, why would you be interested in the Savior? That's the A. Romans 3.10 says, there's no one righteous, not even one. Nobody's good. You might be a good person. You'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all, all, <laughs> all means all, have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to see the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 is, I love it so much because it, it starts off with the bad news, because the bad or the bad news is the good or the good news will be. I know that's not proper English. Do not email me. What's the bad or badder news that's going to make the gooder news gooder? You've been sentenced to death. Well, that is bad news. Well, that's because the wages of sin is death. That's the penalty. You're guilty. You sinned. And now you're going to be sentenced to death. That's the bad news. You ready for the good news? I most certainly am. What's the good news? Oh, the good news is the gift of God, gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the gospel. He died in your stead. He carried out your death sentence for you instead of you, and now you're free to go. And He pays in full with His life, His blood. We are not our own, but purchased with the price. He purchases us. It cost Him everything so He can give to us the gift of eternal life that He paid for. The B, very central, very important. Believe in your heart. And like we talk about, it's not just, hey, I mean, even the demons believe in God and tremble, right? To believe in your heart means you put your trust in. You believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Him from the dead. And you're putting your trust in Him, believing in Him for the forgiveness of sins, because you're a sinner and you've been sentenced to death. Romans 10, 9 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And C, lastly, is for call 
upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Why confessing with the mouth? Is that necessary to be saved? What if you can't speak? Well, Romans 10.13 says, all that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. But sometimes you don't even need the mouth to speak because it comes from the heart. And if you believe in your heart, Jesus Christ is Lord, that is what's going to come out of the abundance of that which is in your heart. I chose today's But God testimony because we've seen an increase in uh, many people that are um, being diagnosed with uh, terminal illnesses, cancers, stroke, heart attack. But God is the great physician and the God who heals. And today's testimony is one of those It comes from Sarah Durham in Ohio, who writes, Pastor Frog, first, let me say thank you for your weekly sermons from the Word of God, your weekly Bible studies, and the prophecy updates. My husband and I were very hungry for a Bible-based church when his mom suggested we check you out over a year ago. You have truly been a blessing in our lives. Now I have a but God story to tell. On October 10th of this year, a friend and co-worker of mine suffered a catastrophic stroke. She was alone in her home. She was alone for eight hours after the stroke occurred. When she was found and taken to the hospital, she was unresponsive and barely breathing. The doctors put her on a respirator, performed surgery to remove part of her skull to alleviate the swelling on her brain. They gave her a 5% chance of even waking up from her comatose state, 5%. But God woke her up on October 23rd. On October 28th, the doctor said the respirator needed to be removed, but that Jenny probably wouldn't be able to breathe on her own, and that at least half of her brain was dead. They told the family that there was a decision to make, and Surgeons were contacted regarding organ donations. Not so fast. The family was prepared for Jenny to pass when the respirator was removed. But God gave her breath. When I visited Jenny on October 29th, she was fully awake and aware, recognizing family and friends, communicating her needs, and responding to commands. Today she is still off the respirator, breathing completely on her own, off of all pain meds, out of intensive care, and is beginning rehabilitation. That's God. I thank and praise God daily for His healing touch. When others say there's no hope, We will forever say, but God. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, 
take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.